1: Welcome to another episode of Two Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and returning guest, Jessica Goodman, is back. Your third book, your third book of the pandemic, The Counselors, is out right at the beginning of summer, right? Like first, first Tuesday in June, Jess? It's May 31st. Yep. Pretty May 31st, much on the dot. last Tuesday in May. So that is the day after Memorial Day. That is like. The Beginning of Summer, YA, Thriller, Mystery, all the things that we know and love you for, the good covers. Congratulations <laughs> on all of your success. I can't believe you've written this many books in a pandemic. Welcome back.
0: Happy uh, to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I know I was like Instagramming, um, Instagram storying like about some events that, I've, that I have coming up, and I was like, you know, 2020, my first book, Pandemic, 2021, my second book, Pandemic. 2022, still in a pandemic, but here we go. Right. We're, we're pushing yeah. through. We're doing events. We're releasing books. Um, so yeah, but I'm excited because this is the first year that I'm going to have like an in-person event. So um, that's going to be really exciting. So if anybody's in Brooklyn on June 3rd, come on out to Books Are Magic, and I'll be there, like crying probably. But um, I'm excited. <laughs> Amazing.
1: And the Counselors is the first I- book that you wrote, truly. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Start to finish. As a
0: full-time author, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, sort of. I so I I started writing it while I was still working at Cosmopolitan, and I okay. I was an ed- editor at Cosmo for I don't know maybe four years, and and worked in journalism, um, you know, for a bunch of years before that. But so I quit my job at Cosmo in June 2020 Mm one, 2021. I'm like, what year is it? I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time we were like just about halfway through with the counselor. So I had written the first draft and then editing it was the first time that I was like, I'm a full-time author, full-time freelance. Um, and since then it's been like pretty amazing to be able to devote most of my time to just working on these big projects. Um, you know, I just turned in a draft of my fourth YA book and, that was really exciting because like that was totally done as a freelancer. And um, I'm co-writing an adult book with Dumois, the Instagram account. I was going (laughs) to
1: ask you about that. That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, so you haven't even been doing this a year. You haven't even been full-time freelance for a year at the time of our recording.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the time this comes out, I will have been. Full time freelance for a year, but it's wow. it's been a wild one. It's been cool, and I feel you like were a little... you you actually really were instrumental in this journey because you like I talked to you a million times and asked you so many questions about like how do I do it, how do I make money, like what happens, yeah. like how do I do my taxes, and thank you for yeah. your account. He's great. Oh, You're, <laughs> but, welcome. You're welcome. You're so Everyone's you. account. I know, right? Yeah.
1: You're welcome. I was going to say I you were so you were so panicked about it in the beginning and it is such a panic inducing decision to um give up the full-time job. It's an in, inc- comes from an incredible uh place of privilege and just absolute like you know, I I feel as somebody who got to give up their full-time job to go freelance. I'm I'm 100% aware that all of this starts with The fact that my parents paid for my college education and I didn't graduate with loans and I grew up close to the city and therefore my first job was in the city and I commuted from my parents' house and that, you know what I mean? Like all of it led to the opportunity to be able to go out on my own. So it really is, uh, despite what other people want us all to believe, it's so much less about, um, you know, who works the hardest and who gets the best opportunities and a lot about sort of what hand we were dealt uh, from a socioeconomic
0: standpoint. A hundred percent. Also, like, I feel like I always have to clear this up that people think, like... I mean, I a hundred percent co-sign everything you just said, but also people are like, oh my God, you're a full-time author. Like, you only write books. And it's like, I don't no. only write books. Like, I took on so many random freelance opportunities. Like, I had a part-time job as a copy, like a copywriter for J crew writing Instagram captions for like six months this year. Like Mm. that was a big bulk of it. I wrote lots of like tiny little stories for random publications. Like I did a lot of like content marketing stuff, stuff that people will never like attribute to me. But I think, you know, people have this dream of like, or they have this vision of authors who just kind of like write one book a year or one book every four years. And it's like, that's not what my life is like at all. So like, I do hope to dispel that myth too. That it's like,
1: yeah. It's not, oh yeah. It's that. Absolutely. So much of what keeps the bills paid from a freelance perspective is the unsexy brand work. Um, and I know that from being freelance myself, um, and from marrying someone who has been freelance up until very recently and from the time I met him, uh, it's a lot of um, writing blog posts for like T-Mobile about the uh, excitement of traveling with 5G uh, and you're like, and and what's so funny is that a lot of times the brands are like, you know, unfortunately, like we can't, we can't put your name on it. Like we can't give you a byline and you're like, please <laughs> never put my name on it. Like now I never want anyone to know that I wrote how traveling with a Wi-Fi hotspot is uh, the best thing I've ever done. Um, but it, yeah, not all of us, and I would say 99% of people who write books um, are in the, Elizabeth Gilbert category, you know, not all of us are JK Rowling. And I mean that by saying, you know, we're not transphobic, but we're also not (laughs) billionaires who are somehow still tweeting. I have to say, if I was a billionaire, you would not see me on social media. No one would ever hear from me again. I would just be off with my money in a castle and I would not talk. No one would ever hear from me.
0: A hundred percent. I would release a book like every five years and call it a day. Yeah.
1: And call it a day. And then I would just spend most of my time literally doing anything else than what she has chosen to do with her time. Um, Correct. Well, we all know that I started this podcast as a way to avoid writing my second book and look where we are. I have still not written a second book, but the podcast is doing great. So I'm happy (laughs) to welcome you. Uh, As instrumental as you say, I was in your journey to freelancing. I have to give you the same credit for coaxing me into continuing to write and to try out my ideas. You are very um, receptive every time I text you with a great idea and then I never write the great idea. You're a good friend for that. I would kill me <laughs> by now. Um, but it is amazing. And if you guys aren't following Jess, uh, a great thing that she does. And that I also know, um, Hannah Orenstein, who's also an author does is just a real kind of behind the scenes look at what it takes to write a book. And a lot of times it is just putting words on the page and, marking them down on a spreadsheet, because similarly to saving money, you know, some days you write 300 words. Some days you're in a place where you're like, I'm writing 5000 words. Some days you write 20 words. Some days you just take words that you wrote for another project that are like somewhere in an old doc. And you're like, maybe I can use this here. I'm just going to copy it, paste it. Um, it's not, uh, linear, you know, the creative juices don't flow. Um, I'm trying to think of things that flow and I can't. So uh, like the river.
0: Like look, a creek. Jess,
1: though, I live in Los <laughs> Angeles. Okay. The rivers don't flow here. We don't have water. <laughs> um so that it does not, you know, it, it it's uh it's sporadic to name a word that I learned from Clueless. And but somehow after a while, you have a book. Uh and you can't write good words until you've written bad words. And bad words are better than no words at all. So that is one thing that I know to be true and that I live um, truly in theory and never in practice. But I do like that those words exist. And you have done an amazing job. And I can't believe you've already written a fourth book.
0: I know. Well, I really want to put that on a post-it that bad words are better than no words because that's so true.
1: <laughs> it's so true. I don't. I can't say that. And I'm like, but I have no words and that's it.
0: But it's really true. It is really true. It's really Um, true. And I mean, I will say that like I, like I said, I just turned in the first draft of my fourth book um, and it's another young adult thriller and (sighs) it was painful to write. Like I felt so burned out because I had just been going, going, going on a lot of various projects and you know, it was really hard. And I like in the middle of the drafting, I had to give myself a week of like not writing because I was like, nothing is happening. Nothing is working. Like it's just not coming. And then when I eventually did come back to it, like it, it helped a little bit. Um, but I will say, I'm really grateful to have a couple of weeks off now of working on that project to like promote this book, um, the counselors and like work on some other things. Um, cause it's hard. And I feel like people think that like, you know, you're just sitting down in a chair writing words and like, yeah, well, that's like a real privilege that that's your job and you're not like really active or like in, in danger in a lot of ways. Um, right. You can do it from anywhere, but oh my God, it is really hard. And so, um, you know, when it flows, it flows. And when it doesn't, it's, oof, it's not great. Yeah. So, I, and I, I try it's to, so I try much- to embrace the times where it feels good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, that's like, and that's, that's really it. And especially when you're freelancing, it's like you have to also like keep your schedule open so that like when you are hit with the – with the vision and the, and that drive, like you can just sit down and go, but you also just sort of have to allow yourself that like sometimes on a Wednesday you're going to Costco at 10 AM because there's nothing happening. And so you might as well use that time to do something else you have to do. Um, but it's really hard. And if you are a perfectionist, it is really hard to just write and not keep thinking like, Oh, the tense of this sentence is not matching the tense of the first sentence. And just trust that that's Someone else's job to tell you, and you'll get to it eventually, and just like get it out. And I say this really more for myself than anybody else because I am avoiding doing any sort of writing. But also, that's just because I'm happy doing this podcast. But eventually, I will write another book. But um, until then, Jess will continue to write lap meme book after book after book. Your f- first book, um, <laughs> They Wish They Were Us, was, was a New York Times bestseller.
0: That one was an indie bestseller. Indie bestseller.
1: The second one was a New York Times bestseller. It was, indeed. They'll never catch us. And what are we now hoping for the counselors? In your wildest dreams
0: manifesting, (laughs) what are we hoping? I mean, wildest dreams, of course. We're hoping for all the accolades and the fun, you know, lists and that people read it and all that stuff. But, I mean, I'm really hoping to, like – Connect with people over this book. It's about Sleep Boy Camp. Like I went to Sleep Camp. It was a huge part of my life, huge part of my childhood. My grandparents ran a Sleep Boy Camp, so it's like a huge part of my family history. Um, and I'm just like really hoping to hear from like kids who go to camp, went to camp, and I really wanted to like bring all that good nostalgia and like really special like I wanted to bottle the special feeling that you get when you're at camp and you're just like with your friends with no adult supervision. Cause like counselors really don't count as you'll find out in this book. Um, and I just wanted to like bottle that. And I hope that people can, you know, enjoy it and relate to it and like get, it, 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 it can like give you a little sense of summer. Um, even if you're like not a camp kid anymore, cause you're an adult, uh, which is I boring. But, um, yeah, I mean, of course we're like hoping for all the big, great, amazing, amazing things to happen. I would be mm-hmm. lying if I said I wasn't, but, um, yeah, it's just now that it's my third book, like I feel like I have more of a rhythm. Like I know, like, for, like for for publication week, like I know what like sweet treats I like to eat to like celebrate, you know. And like, nice. like the anxiety is like a little bit more manageable. And like, a, like when my first book came out, like I lost five pounds that week because I was so stressed and like I was wow. eating obviously. Like I just like my body just like couldn't handle the stress. And yeah. um, now it feels very like. I'm sure I'll get nervous and it'll be a little kooky, but it's it's more manageable and it feels more just like an exciting period than, you know, the whole world is riding on this release.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing too is like, you know, we're not reading the comments. We are not looking at Goodreads.
0: We are not we are looking at, the, at Goodreads. No. <laughs>
1: Goodreads is so mean. It's honestly one of the meanest places on earth.
0: There's like this really funny meme about, um, how like people are like how people, especially in young adult, they'll like give a review of the book. That's like, I loved everything about this book. It was fantastic. The character dynamics were perfect. Two stars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, I know. I know. I, uh, Goodreads is like, I'm pretty good. I don't really look at the reviews for the podcast either. I've read a few. And people who follow the pod on social media know I shared one once that was like <laughs> this. Real, I actually kind of thought it was funny. It was like this really long screed of like Caroline talks about her love of housewives too much, and like I don't like housewives. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, this podcast is free. Like if you don't like it, there are <laughs> you have, have you have heard of other podcasts? Like you don't have to listen. It's so okay with me. The, not everything is made for you. Not everything is totally. made for me. Um, but. I've also like even though I can laugh at a review that like is mean, and not mean, but like you know is is not done with the nicest of intentions. I'm definitely at a point where I'm like, I don't want to know. It's not my business. It's none of my business. And totally, I Williams. completely agree. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm pumped. Uh, everyone, um, order the counselors from your favorites. Uh, independent bookstore. I will have a link that goes to bookshop um, where you can purchase it from an indie bookstore that you want to support. You can download. Is there an audio book? I would love to listen to it on audio.
0: There's an audio book. It's awesome. It's really creepy and atmospheric. And I think if you like audio books, you'll like it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I sure do. I'll link to all of that. That's really exciting. Congratulations. We're happy to have you back. Um, since we last talked, you got a dog ZD
0: mm-hmm. little noodle,
1: a little noodle. Um, he is so cute. You got married. Yes, um, we did in the pandemic. <laughs> amazing. And you got married at Roberta's.
0: Yeah, we got married at Roberta's. It was great. It's a pizza place in Brooklyn. Very fun.
1: Very chic. Very cool. (laughs) I love that. I love that everyone is finally back to doing stuff. Um, It makes me happy. I hope everyone is still staying safe. Uh, But with Jess back on the pod, and because she's a friend of mine, and because we're comfortable together, I thought that this would be a good time to exercise. Some new segments, games, trying to give a little bit more structure to the podcast. Usually it's like a long chat with a friend with some shopping. And I want to keep a lot of the aspects that make the podcast what it is and why I think The listeners enjoy it, but I also like love a game and I've been inspired by, and the person who hates me talking about housewives, cover your ears if you're still here. I was inspired by how Andy Cohen does Watch What Happens Live. There's like so many fun games. And so I've been sitting down and I have been just trying to figure out what this would look like. And so I both want to play some games with you, Jess, before we talk about your product. And I want your input on the things that you wish you heard about when it comes to people shopping, what people are buying, and how people are spending their money. Um, so the first – pop oh, do you have something? Do you want to say something?
0: I just want to say I'm so happy to be here for this because I love games, and I'm mm. always trying to get my friends to have game nights, and nobody wants to. And the only people that will play games with me are my in-laws. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like so I would, ready.
1: I would do so well. – What you should just bring me. And I'll play games with you and your in-laws. I love They're in games. LA. We can do it. Oh my God. Right. They are in LA. I'm just going to go over there later. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to go over there later. Wait, did you tell me you were rollerblading or roller skating? Because did I tell you I bought roller skates?
0: Oh my God. Uh, you did not tell me, but no, I got really into rollerblading when we were in LA during the pandemic. So let's go next time we like, okay. we're together. Yeah. And we can blade we and skate into- together.
1: I would love that, but I'm bad at it. But before we launch, do you wear, like, knee pads? And I've, like, put on all of my armor.
0: I do wrist guards.
1: Okay. I did wrist guards, elbow pads, knee pads, and a helmet.
0: Look, I'm not taking any chances. (laughs) No, I agree. I I think that's really smart. I, I wear a helmet when I have rollerbladed in the city, like, not on a path. But okay, I also am scared to rollerblade in New York. So you know, like I when, I, when I'm in an urban environment, I will wear a helmet. But like I d- most of the time I've done it in LA on like the boardwalk by the beach. And like, I don't I think you're fine there. But let's do it when we're, when okay. we're together again.
1: Well, this is you know, this is why I can't spend a lot of time looking at TikTok because the, like I spent an hour on TikTok, got some into roller skating TikTok. And then it was like, I have to be a roller skater. And Dan was like, you'll never do it. And now I'm like, you you'll watch me. I'll show you. Okay, first game we're gonna play, Jess, is called First and Worst. If you can remember, what is the first ever product that Instagram influenced you to buy? Not necessarily from an ad, but from an influencer or brand that you follow um, that you purchased.
0: Oh my gosh. It's gotta be something cooking related. Probably like the Great Jones cookware. Okay. And how do you I, feel about that, it? I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the first, but it's definitely like the big one I can remember. Like I, I got a bunch of the stainless steel stuff for a birthday. I really like the stainless steel pan. I think it's held up like the big fry has held up really, I think, or, or I don't know if it's called the big fry. It's just like the not, the not nonstick one, like the one that sticks. I think it's really good. Okay. And, um, and I have their sheet pan and I love it. And I've definitely been influenced via Instagram to buy those.
1: Okay. And what about the worst? uh, influence purchase you made that you really regret? Okay. I do.
0: Okay. I do love this item sort of, but it was way too expensive for what it is. I bought like a custom tie dye sweatsuit and I I love it. Like, it's great. It was a real pandemic purchase, but it was like an embarrassingly expensive amount of money to spend on it because like, I thought it would be like really nice quality, but it's like, you know Haynes quality of stuff, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a local artist, and I I love her work, and I bought stuff from her subsequently when it's like gone on sale because like I know the quality of it, but it was like way too much money to spend on something like that. But I'm lucky. I I don't really get a lot of like ten dollars Shein things that are served to me. Like I yeah, it's not that's not where my my values lie when it comes to being a shopper. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. I haven't been burned by that many small trinkets wait are you going to answer these two I can if you would
1: like me to yeah of course I would love to okay well my first influenced purchase probably pandemic wise well I will actually no I'm gonna have to say it had to have come before the podcast because then it became you know my job so I don't really count it but oh you know what this is interesting. Okay. I wasn't thinking about it, but I'm going to take it out. Okay. The other, maybe like a few months ago, and I brought it up on like a mini episode, but with Jackie, but I didn't really talk about it too much for some reason. And I get tons of beauty products like sent to me, you know, like brands send PR and stuff all the time. I'm really never at a loss for a beauty product, but I was awake and I was scrolling Instagram And Kyle Richards, again, sorry, Housewives mentioned, Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills is using this lip plumper from this brand called Ourself. And she's like putting it on her lips and she's like, see, my lips look bigger. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I could not have done less research. I could not have thought about it less. I just, are you looking it up? I swiped (gasps) up (laughs) to buy it. And, like, purchase this lip plumper, and it was the first time in a long time where I was, like, I, I see someone using it, and I am not even going to allow myself to make any sort of reasonable response – what Kyle's lips look great. Well, Kyle's also very rich. Kyle gets a lot of work done. Kyle yeah. um you know, it has a ton of money. Kyle is not in my age bracket. Like there's nothing that says uh I was really I just felt very victim very quickly to like if that's what Kyle's lips look like, that's what my lips will look like and like did not try to think any further outside of that. So I
0: purchased I mean, that reminds me of the time that reminds me of the time that I bought like two Kylie lip kits.
1: Right. And do you look like Kylie Jenner? I think you I do. I did not look
0: like Kylie Jenner and they did <laughs> not look good on me. And they're probably still sitting in like a free free B Clinique bag in my bathroom.
1: Look, like we all, you know, marketing comes for us all at some point, right? And and I was actually surprised that after almost two and a half years of doing this show, I did not really think about it before I made a purchase. And I want to say something that's so embarrassing, and I don't want anyone to be mad at me about it, but when I clicked through and saw that it was $180, that also made me want to buy it more because in my head, I was like, that means it works because they wouldn't I've make something there. so expensive if it didn't work. For some reason that morning I joined planet earth for the first time and like did not (laughs) like, so apparently the thing that makes this thing special is it's lip filler. It's topical lip filler. But what I've noticed, if I put it on, you're not going to see like a difference. well, look at my lips now. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. If I put it on, there's going to be like a buzzing
0: feeling like they're going to feel. Oh yes. I've used a product that feels like that as well. Like my mom gave it to me and it's like a limp, a lip plumper.
1: Yes. I feel Wait, uh, and Jackie, who,
0: who, what's the brand our self, our self. I'm okay.
1: like, I'm like trying, I honestly, and also I don't really know. It's supposed to be, um, you know, instead of getting injections, but to my own credit, one of my favorite, um, holy grail beauty products that I talk about all the time is the Algenis liquid collagen, which really does kind of plump up my face and I don't get Botox. And so I was like, well, I guess it's like that, but for my lips and I bought it. And when I put it on, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, what did I think I was going to look like Kyle Richards? Did I think I was going to be as rich as Kyle Richards? Like, I don't, it was a real like moment of weakness. You'll see if you go on the, um, the website, it only has three stars out of five. Like, I don't recommend it. It's not my worst purchase, but I don't recommend it. Um, But it it is. It was the first time I really just blindly was like, I saw it on Instagram and it worked. So it would like there's no way they could manipulate a video on Instagram. You know, for some reason you got I, was got. Like, I got caught, so that was the first time I like really sort of like blindly was influenced the worst influence was the our place pan. I hate to say, oh, okay, it, it doesn't well didn't I didn't Dan review it. I think I listened he, to a review that he did. oh, he hates it, he hates it, and yeah, I don't cook, and yeah, it's just pretty, but another time marketing really got me. You know, there's so many, there's so few things that are marketed in such a way that make me feel like if I had this, everything about my life would change. Like everything, like this is the missing piece. I've been searching 34 years and now this lavender nonstick skillet will make me complete. This is the, this is the missing skillet sized puzzle piece to my heart.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm a woman in my thirties in Brooklyn, so I feel that way about like every piece of luxury, linen, bedding, home good piece of furniture, like everything from like Hawkins, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need these linen tablecloths and then my life will be perfect. Then I will be Nancy Myers. you know? Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So the R place pan didn't really make the cut. So that was like the first and worst and both sort of fall into the same category of like just really blindly buying into the whole marketing. Um, And as a bonus, what is something that you bought that you were like, this is going to change my life? um, And it actually did change your life.
0: Clogs. Like (laughs) (laughs) Like 100% clogs. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Like... Yes, I think there was um there was like a big clog Instagram account in like twenty eighteen or something. Um I think like Lauren Mechling ran it, maybe. She's like an author Mm -hmm. writer. And um and I was like, I need clogs. And I was working at Cosmo at the time and like all the women there were like, I also need clogs. And we like all bought clogs. And I've never looked back. I wear them all the time. I have many pairs of clogs from many different places. Um and I love them, and they're like a major part of my life. <laughs> and and I was influenced by this, like, by this Instagram account. And I think there was like an article on the Cut about clogs, like they came out at the same time. And I was just like, "Wow, I need to become a clog person." I'm a clog and now girl. I'm a clog person. And honestly, that is like, very it Nancy feels good. Cool.
1: Yeah, that's it very feels Nancy good. Myers I feel
0: I feel like welcomed into the clog community. Like, I yeah. feel like the clog ambassador. Like, they go with everything. <laughs> they yeah. they give me the aesthetic I want in my life.
1: <laughs> what are you loyal to a specific clog brand?
0: Um, I really like Sven, which is like a Swedish brand because I think Fun. they're really well priced and they last forever. Um, I have a pair of Swedish has been boots that I am obsessed with. Um, And I think that those, I mean, everybody, like everybody knows, you know, number six and like, of yeah. course they look really chic and they're amazing. I actually don't have a pair of those. Um, but I have been stocking the real, real to try to like find my size. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like more eco conscious in my big purchases. Yeah. So I've really been all about the real, real these days. Um, and they're cheaper, let's be real. But, um, but yeah, I think Sven is like an underrated clog brand. Oh, they're really
1: cute. I was going to say, yeah, like second, buying some of this stuff secondhand really is like the way to go. I would also recommend Nisolo. Um, Okay. So I have one pair of new solo clogs and I really like them. What I'm liking about what I'm seeing on Sven is that the the heel is sort of low, and I'm pretty tall, so I'm not looking for like a a heel heel.
0: Yeah, I think um, I have the mid heel, the, and you can like customize them. You can customize the sole and oh the, nice and the leather or the what, suede or whatever you want. Um, so I think I have like the mid heel, and then they have like a high heel and a low heel, and it's like they're they're just like really great.
1: Nice. Okay, so that really actually has. Changed your life for the better. I love them.
0: I stand okay. by them forever.
1: My... What about you? K- King-size bed. King-size bed. Oh, my bed. God. Better than a queen. Um, much. And I didn't believe it. And I really resisted it. And I cannot believe we were sleeping in a queen bed for as long as we were sleeping in a queen bed.
0: Do you okay, guys have a king you have or a queen? All the- we have a queen. We actually slept in a full bed for most yes. of our relationship probably Insane. until maybe like 2 years ago but oh do God. do all the animals sleep in the bed with you just the dog
1: um just the dog this was not the plan uh the dog was <laughs> supposed to sleep in her cl- the dog was supposed to sleep in her crate and she doesn't and <laughs> and she does not and so she sleeps in bed with us and it's great and we love it but the king size bed was definitely a necessity even prior to the dogs uh, appearance and, uh, you know, stay with us in the, in that in the bed. Um, I would not say that Dan and I, either of us are like very petite people. We're both pretty tall. Um, we're different sleepers. Um, I sleep very hot and need like the AC on. And I, I'm also kind of a tosser. Like I kick off the blankets and then I pull the blankets back on. And I, Dan calls it, Dan says that Caroline does her flops. I just kind of like flop around in bed, like finding the best position. I'm always rotating the pillow. And I actually don't see that as a problem. Like some people will be like, Oh, like I really wish I could just fall asleep in one position and then wake up in the same position. I actually kind of like love, waking up at like three o'clock in the morning and being like, oh, and now I get to go back for like my second round of sleep. It's actually very disturbing to me when I go to bed and then wake up at the time I'm supposed to wake up. I feel like I've missed out on something. I like to be aware that I can still stay in bed.
0: Wow. Um, We have like really different sleeping habits, but I love that for you. And I'm glad that that works. Thank you. No, but, it, but that's that's just not how I sleep at all. But uh, like, I'm so okay. mad if I wake up in the middle of the night. Um, oh wow! And I think I'm I, so and I have thrilled. Been more recently, yeah. because of the dog. Yeah. Um. But whenever we go away and there's like a hotel with a king bed, I come back being like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And so maybe I just like need one in my life. Like, what have I been waiting for?
1: It it is uh, the one of the things that kept me from doing it is because um it is it definitely pushes our bedroom to the point of like this bed is just like slightly too big for the space. It fits. It's fine. It's worth it because it's worth how much we like it and how well it like helps us sleep the way that we want to sleep. But there's definitely, there was definitely more room, more nightstand room, more walking room when there was a queen versus a king. We are, also, only have the bed frame and then we're getting a headboard um, as like a sort of ornamental thing, because if we put a bed frame, that's even more sort of space that it's taking up. But the king bed, you think it's not going to feel that different. It is extremely noticeably different. It's nice. I'm happy we did it. It was I'm a good so happy decision. for you.
0: I'm going to look into it for our next living situation. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's a big, it's a big purchase. Like, you know, don't only buy on like Memorial day and president's day and labor day. Like that's when you're going to get a good mattress. And I, and we did, um, uh, an online mattress company. We used plank because I like a very firm bed. Um, but if you, if you can, I suggest going to like a mattress firm and, like laying down and trying it out because you don't want to make the decision lightly and I know this from experience of just like buying a mattress and then being like I fucking hate this mattress. <laughs> um yeah, it really really has been worth the money. We've had it for like 2 months now, so it hasn't even been that long. And I love it. I really love okay, it. Okay, great. I'm influenced. So it was worth it. Um when it comes to going to hotels, are you more pro hotel experience or are you more pro Airbnb or Airbnb experience?
0: I mean, I think they have different places and different times. Um, I like both for different reasons. Like I don't want to go to a hotel if there's not like well, I mean, I like going to hotels, so like I'll go to a hotel whenever if anybody invites me, but like, yeah. I really want to go to a hotel when there's like a destination at the hotel, you know, when there's like special services that you can get if you're like staying there, like if there's a pool or like a fancy gym or like whatever, or okay. if you're like sometimes going on a big group trip and staying at a hotel with everybody is kind of nice. Cause you like really do have more privacy, but generally when we travel, we're like, we're, it's just the two of us. Like we're definitely Airbnb people. Um, Probably just because, like, where we usually go, that's where they're like, there's more Airbnbs um that are like more affordable. But, um, I have started to like, when we do book Airbnbs, look for ones that have more like hotel vibes, you know, like they show that they have like bathrobes and like white towels, Love with, that. like white sheets, and it feels yep. more like a hotel experience than like staying in somebody else's home, yeah. Um, so that's what we're that's what I'm seeking out these days. I I also really like to cook and we cook a lot on vacation. So like I only want to stay in a hotel too if like we're going out for all our meals and like cooking is like not a part of the experience.
1: That's true. Okay. 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 I like that.
0: Yeah. Are you guys uh, hotel people?
1: Dan is pro Airbnb. I'm a hotel girl. I love a yeah. hotel. But I also just like love I love like a luxury Hotel experience. Like, I love a room service and I love, you know, not cooking and I love the white towels and I love calling down and being like, can I have more towels? And, um, something sometimes when you sometimes you get an Airbnb where it feels like you're just doing a lot of work on your own vacation. Yeah, I agree. So it is like finding that good sweet spot. Do you have an Airbnb in any location at any time that you would recommend to the group? Any, any like place you've stayed at that you, um, went above and beyond yeah. and
0: you love actually yes so after our wedding which was in october we we didn't we didn't do like a big classic honeymoon but we did like a little road trip through california um in southern california and we stayed at two incredible airbnbs they weren't like super expensive and they weren't super like over the top but they were just like really amazing for two people and one okay so one of them was called i think you can find them on instagram yeah, wild on. Ol- wild olive den Okay. And there, there might be like a space in there or something like that. But it's in Running Springs, California, which is like kind of near like Arrowhead. Okay. And it just has the most incredible view of the mountains, and it was so and was so soothing and relaxing. And the owner, um, her name's Nikki. We've like kept in touch on Instagram because she was so sweet. She oh knew it was our wedding, and she left us like a little basket of like nice goods and like everything was like really local, and it was just like
1: it was that like, is really it was nice. just like a
0: perfect fireplace. And it was just like very, very well decorated, just like the most relaxing experience it could be. And then after that, we went to Joshua Tree. And I know that there's like a million Airbnbs in Joshua Tree and we it's just Literally like,
1: all Airbnbs basically. I know.
0: There's a there's a really good New York Times article about how that's like not a great thing obviously. Um yeah. so I recommend reading that. But yeah. we did stay in a really nice Airbnb that again wasn't expensive, was really centrally located and it, that one was called Lost Horse Hideaway. Oh, okay. Just, like,
1: I'm looking that up. It was
0: also really beautiful. Nothing crazy, but like had an amazing hot tub that like you looked up at the stars and there was like a Zen garden that you could play with. And it was just like also like, really well decorated. And, um, you know, I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to this stuff too. Like if it's a beautiful place with like, and as clean and they give you like one free thing, like he gave us like a free bag of Joshua tree coffee. And I was like, he's my best friend. Like yeah. we love each other. <laughs> like I'll keep in touch with you forever. I'll send you copies of my book. Like,
1: That's I'm so like, great.
0: But these are that. Two, that, two that I like really recommend and just like totally loved.
1: Okay, cool. I'm going to have, you'll have to send me listings and then I can put them in the, Oh, definitely. In, the, in yeah. the show notes. We have in the Facebook group, um, a sort of thread of tried and true Airbnb is that, people in the community have stayed at and so it's sort of like if you're looking for a place to stay you have somebody who's already stayed there um there's nothing worse obviously than getting to a place where you're like this was not advertised this way um yeah totally i want to give a shout out to this um the a frame in big bear that we stayed at last labor day weekend which is actually owned and fully renovated diy um by uh, a listener and it was so nice and she left us a bottle of wine cuz we were selling, celebrating our date anniversary and it oh, was so um, nice. and it was just beautiful like dog was allowed which is always nice when they you know when I don't have to figure out where I'm going to put her for a weekend and we had such a lovely time and it always makes me want to buy a house and do an Airbnb so maybe that's in my future too And now, I want to know what you brought. Actually, I already know what you brought. You brought the Nespresso machine. You said it's I the did. one. You said it's the one thing you got from your wedding registry that you actually love evangelizing to people. Uh, I it's am not true. an everyday coffee drinker, but I love the idea of an espresso machine. But I also just feel like it kind of could be sometimes a lot of work. So I want to hear. I want to hear your your take. Why do you love it so much? Tell us everything.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, I feel like wedding registries are very complicated and I know you have a lot of feelings about them as well. I've talked about them too. But totally. wedding registries are are very interesting for a lot of reasons, but mostly, I mean, a lot of couples I know, including myself, li- like I Maxell and I lived together for many years before we got married. We had most of this stuff to like create a kitchen. Um and you know, we felt like weird like really weird putting some stuff on our registry where we were like we have this like but we need like stuff on here so people like can buy us presents but like I don't really know if they like yeah it just just all kind of feels weird to me to like ask for gifts even though like we live together or whatever anyway yeah I didn't put the Nespresso on there even though my brother-in-law was like get an espresso they're amazing and I was like we don't need one of those whatever but one of my friends was like put this this $600 espresso machine on your registry it changed my life just get it. And like, I was like, all right, whatever. And you know, sometimes you do want to put some big ticket items in case there's like a family friend who feels like spending a lot, whatever.
1: Anyway. And you don't want to put put on something that you can't
0: return.
1: Like you just, you you want, you want to be able to like deal with whatever you get. Yes.
0: So, so someone ended up buying us this like insane $600 espresso machine. We, I like didn't think about it at all. I, I like couldn't, Stop it before it shipped. It shipped to our house. It was enormous, and Maxwell and I were like, "We're never gonna, we're never gonna use this." Like our kitchen is tiny. We live in Brooklyn. Like, not gonna happen. And um, you know, we both drink coffee every day. We have a Mister Coffee. It's like nothing special. Like, I whatever. Like it, you know, it's just like fuel for me at this point. So anyway, we returned the Nespresso, the big espresso machine. Got all this like Zola credit or whatever. And then we went to London for a family vacation recently, and they had an espresso in the hotel room, and uh-huh. I fell in love with it. I thought it was so cute and fun, and I was like, "Wow, this feels really luxurious. I'm really loving this um and it's basically, you know you just like stick a little pot in, and like out comes like basically an espresso that you can like put milk in and have a latte or whatever." So we came home from this trip, we both got COVID oh, and we, God. and it was like, we were stuck in our apartment in, um, you know, and it was, we were in dark times. And I was like, we have all this credit from our registry because, you know, we like didn't get everything, you know, right away. Cause we don't have room for everything in our apartment. Right. right. And I was like, I need to, need a treat. I need a gift for myself. And I was like, you know what? I freaking loved the Nespresso in the London hotel. And then I like Googled it and like read an article that Helen Rosner wrote about it, like the New Yorker mm-hmm. food writer. And she was like, I'm obsessed with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting one for myself. Like whatever YOLO. Yeah. And, um, and I bought one and it was like $160. I got like the smallest one called the Ascenza mini. It is okay. tiny. Like it. it is maybe like I don't know. It's like six inches, like six inches long. It not six inches. That's wrong. Wait, like I have to like, look up may- and what
1: this look. What this looks like. Maybe
0: it's like two inches wide. Like I don't know. It's so small. Like it, oh, it's it, very it fits, small. Mm-hmm. It fits anywhere, and it's so easy. And um, ever since we got it, like I really feel like fancy, and like my life has changed. And my mom gave us like a ten dollar milk frother that I think has been talked about on this podcast before.
1: Emma, Emma Gray recommended it. Yeah. Yes.
0: It is really amazing. Um, yeah. And so now every day I make a Nespresso it's, and I heat up a mug of almond milk and I froth it. And then I plop some froth in my little Nespresso and I feel like the fanciest woman in the world. And it is totally a game changer. Like I, I'm just obsessed with it in every way.
1: So, but my question, but so, okay, it looks like if this is a one cup, does Maxwell also use the Nespresso?
0: Yes. We make like one for me and one for him. And I know that there are like other fancier, way more expensive machines from Nespresso, like Breville makes some and like, they do like all sorts of things. Like they make coffee and they make lattes on site or whatever. This one just makes like a shot of espresso and like you can get the pods that are like all different flavors and whatever. Um, so, this just makes like a short shot and a long shot, and like that's oh. it. And like, I agree, I was like intimidated by how complicated some of the other machines seem to be. Yeah. But, like, I just want to be able to make myself like an iced Americano on demand, and like now I can.
1: Okay, I love this. Now tell me about the pod situation because I know that yeah. they're like recyclable and it's like a whole thing, but like, it is a whole I've- thing do you actually recycle them?
0: Okay. So I'm like very anti Keurig and like, just, I I just don't like the idea of it. I think it tastes bad. And like, if I'm making coffee at home, like, yes, like I said, we do the, we do the Mr. Coffee. We've gone through like a big, you know, Chemex phase until we broke two of them. And we were like, okay, we can't be trusted with these. Yes. Um, And so the Nespresso Pods, um I feel okay about them they're expensive I think they're like a dollar a pod basically so it's like a dollar a coffee and you can order them in bulk and nespresso.com does have great sales so like if I were to do this again I think I would wait for like an Nespresso sale or if there was like you know a rat rat can rat rat-tuc- whatever the Rakuten, coupon thing yeah, that you like always talk about track. I never know how to pronounce it um like I feel like they Rakuten. go on sale a lot and like I would yes. have waited for a sale, but. Um, the pods the pods are recyclable they are and if you live in i don't know how you do it elsewhere but if you live in new york you could just put them in your recycling so like i so just that, put them in my recycling bin
1: okay but do we and i don't expect you to have this answer because i know yeah. that why would you have this answer but like the the single stream recycling is like so it like doesn't they don't actually like recycle like um, most of the stuff yeah. you put in your recycling, like, doesn't end up in the, still ends up in a landfill and that's not your fault. Um, and it's also not Nespresso's fault, but didn't Nespresso used to have a thing where it was like, you would just send back the pods. Like there was like I a whole. I think you can. And okay. I think
0: you can drop them off. Like if you live in an urban area where there's an Nespresso store, I think you can drop them off at the store, which sounds like a lot of work, but, um, yeah. I just dumped them in our recycling bin and you're right. They probably go to a landfill, but, um, you know, so does a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but these are the things that like I have to, you know what I mean? Like it's, I always think about this in terms of, of, um, how quickly the like plastic, um, convenience like revolution came and went.
0: I know it's crazy. For I All mean, of and- us it's wild. I I think these are made I don't know if they're made out of plastic. They might be made out of they, like they feel a little bit more metally. Yeah, there's um, there's something specific. I'm looking up right
1: now like what is an espresso. I'm going to look up an espresso recycle. cuz I'm with oh, they're you, like aluminum.
0: I, okay, they're yeah, yeah. They're made out yeah. of aluminum, yeah.
1: So, there's like you can Okay, with Nespresso Pod Recycling, you can recycle your capsules easily. You order your recycling bag for free and you drop the bag at your nearest... Hmm, what does it say? At your nearest
0: Nespresso Boutique.
1: Off? No, like Nespresso Boutique. Like you have... That doesn't...
0: Oh, or you give it to the postman. That's, that's okay. But, that, but that's also this difficult also to do when you can, live in New York. Yeah. Well, it says that you can drop it off at UPS also. You're right. It's very, it's like complicated. And I think I, I was like pushed over the edge to do it because in New York you could just like dump them in your recycling. I don't know what I would do if we moved, but, um, I think it would like, I bought it in such a low point when we were like both just like sick and home yeah. and I was like, I need something. And it's like really been a, a, a gift. Um, but we've only had it for like two months. So I mean,
1: look, no, I'm very pro. Like we have a big coffee (laughs) machine and Dan is very like Dan coffee is very important to Dan, less important to me. But I like, I always wonder, I always get very sad when I hear about how like you're, you think you're recycling and you're actually not. And, um, Oh, I
0: know. I, I, I I, like, um, I'm friendly with a, an, like an environmental reporter who, um, we, like I was always like very, Cautious about like making sure I like rinsed out my yogurt containers around him and like rinsed off my like you know the clam yeah, shells, like sure from lunch and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, it, he was like, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. And I was I like, what? <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's really was, like, sad. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: Da- well, Dan's the same way because he's like a, an environmental guy too, and and I'm always
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better.
1: trying my best and he's like it doesn't matter it'll all go to the landfill I know it's sad and I'm like damn uh but I I guess yeah I mean I guess like the the recycling of Nespresso feels like a lot of of like I don't know it's hard in New York you can't really hand it off to your postman you're not going to really see them uh no no
0: it's tricky it's tricky
1: it's tricky, but it can be done, I guess. I just wonder if like, I don't know. I just never, you never know. I really was like stunned when I found that out about recycling. Kind of like changed everything. About
0: I know I it's, it well, I it's almost it's almost like corporations should really take on the responsibility and that like almost, personal, <laughs> almost the personal responsibility is not is yeah. really cutting it these days. It's,
1: it's almost <laughs> like handing me my plastic um iced coffee with a paper straw doesn't actually solve anything. Um but uh, okay. it's shock
0: it's shocking, I know, but
1: it's so funny are. that plastic straws to like today to gen Z is going to be what cutting the soda can, um, you know, the plastic rings, like no millennial would ever not cut the plastic rings like that. We were just all taught, like, you're going to choke a dolphin that's going to get into the ocean and it's going to choke a dolphin and that, and, and that's it. And it's the same thing with like, you know, the next generation and plastic straws. Meanwhile, like Exxon is like spilling oil into the sea and everyone's flying like multi-billion dollar jets with like no one on them. Just they can like keep their spot at the airport, but like, sure. It's our problem with the Nespresso. I get it. Uh, (laughs) Which Do you think based on how much you use your espresso right now, or sorry, Nespresso right now, would you upgrade to a bigger, a bigger machine or do you think it's necessary to even have a bigger machine? Like why would so you I want would, a bigger machine over this, this size?
0: So I think if we decided to like upgrade to a different one, we would upgrade to one that includes like a coffee maker and it's just like one machine. But okay, we, I mean, like I said, I live in New York. It's a small Brooklyn apartment. I have very limited counter space. And like I, we try to keep our machinery like as small as possible or as like yes. few as possible. Um, so right now it just sits next to the Mr. Coffee and it's like, they're both like pretty small footprints. Um, but I think if I were to like do it again and live in like a bigger house, I also might invest in like the fancy milk frother. That's like the tubular one. Um, those right. look really fun. And I always like when they're like sitting next to each other in like a, like a, an Instagrammer's like coffee cart or coffee bar. Like I think yes. that looks cute, but, um, Honestly, like I think, especially if you're on a budget and you don't want to like invest in a big piece of machinery, like this little Asenza mini, like it totally does the trick. It's great. Like I don't need to be brewing like professional grade lattes with mm-hmm. like little, you know, milk frothy hearts. Like I mm-hmm. just need like a, a really yummy shot of espresso that takes like two minutes and, and can get the job done. And so nice. it makes me feel fancy. I drink it out of like A little like these Duralex um, cups, which was like another wedding wedding registry thing that I got. We got like I love the Duralex glasses if anybody is into them. But we have like the little ones that you can use for like wine or juice, and like that's what I use for my espresso. And it's like it just feels really nice. I love that. Okay, that
1: actually is such a good segue into like my last question. Um, and I need to find names for these games, but what? And and because w- when you said Instagram or coffee bars, I was like, yeah, that's correct. That's a thing that I see. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I don't have that. Um, what is a trend or sort of place on TikTok? We sort of talked about there's roller skating TikTok. Like, you know, there's there's a place for everything. Hi, Kevin. Oh. Kevin's, Kevin's here that you actually have to actively avoid because. you like want it like, like for me, it's like restock TikTok like watching people like have every like thing organized and labeled and bins and the laundry deter. I like cannot watch it because like I- it physically makes me like so mad that my house isn't that organized. Is there anything like that for you that you have to actively avoid the type of content?
0: Okay. There, there are two. Um, and I do a really bad job of avoiding them because I just like, I'm constantly watching them. Okay. Sure. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but like a lot of people in my world seem to be. So I feel like they've infiltrated everywhere. There is like a group of young Mormon mommy bloggers on Instagram who all live in Hawaii and are all best friends with each other and all gorgeous. And Is
1: is Aki Daki part of that?
0: Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. And they are all, Mm -hmm. every single one of them is, and their husbands are being served to me constantly. Okay. I am a, (laughs) I am a Jewish 30 something who lives in New York. I do not have kids. I am married though, but our lives are very different. Could not be more different. And I don't know why, but their content is all over my explore page. And I have watched like almost everything that they have all posted over the past six months. And I don't know why, and and they just are all so pretty, and like all seem to have so much fun, and like I, I have to avoid it because I'm like Instagram reality, like la la la, and like you know, it's and I'm like wait, I like these, like these girls are so cool, and I'm like oh my god, Jess, like you gotta get away, you gotta get away, like like you're not looking for you're not looking for tips on how to train your toddler to like sleep or whatever, and or you're like not looking sw- for swimming classes for, with
1: your toddler.
0: Yeah, you're not looking for like blessings at church, you know, like and yeah. And you know, looking back on how they met at BYU Hawaii. Like, why do I know these things? Why do I know this?
1: Jess, I have to tell you. That was going to be my second one. It was going to be her and that group. <laughs> and it's the same, it's the same thing. I, she always comes up. I'm like I'm like, how do you like the curation of the aesthetic? I know there she has bad days. I have to take I have to take some sort of solace in the fact that she thought she was spelling okie dokie and spelled okie dokie. And I, I get it like that. For me, that helps for me. That helps a little. But it's like every day she's like surfing with my. 19 month old. And it's like her 19 I didn't month know, old. Like, sur- I
0: didn't know that surfing with my child was a goal because I don't surf. But now right. like I must have a child and surf with that child.
1: Right. Exactly. Like it's just and it's like there's so and everything's beige. Like everything matches. And I understand that this is not real. I get it. But oh my God, I'm the same way. I will not unfollow her because I, I just love the content. I think it's really, but every time I'm see, I see it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, wow.
0: I know. And and they're
1: all like, you know, they're all like, I'm, it's so crazy. I'm 28 and I have three babies. And I'm like, geez, Louise, like we could not be more different. Right. And, and yet I was just looking at the video that was like POV, you and your best friends from college have 16 babies at the same time and finally get to go on a girl's trip with no babies.
0: Can you imagine? But, okay, how are these women also conventionally attractive? Like, that and, – and their husbands. How do they all – like, they're all level 10. It's it's shocking. I think
1: – I feel like with people like this, it's, like, like attracts like kind of and, thing. I mean, it must.
0: I have so many questions about their lives. Like, they're Me always too. posting about, like, how far they live from Costco and, like, how it takes them an hour <laughs> to get anywhere. And I'm like, where are you? Like, what is happening? Like – why you're all, all going to Disney World and like you're all going to Europe this summer and like yeah. who's sponsoring this trip and like yeah. they also all have like their own swimsuit lines and like yeah. how like it's one of them is like a singer. Like, it's so nuts to me.
1: I know. I have it's so, so many nuts okay. to me.
0: It's so crazy but okay my second one is okay uh, t- bathroom and uh, kitchen tile, specifically Zia tile and Ansacks, and okay. and Bedrosian. It's very, like very niche. It's very niche, and um, it's it's because I'm looking at like you know renovating bathrooms and stuff like all, and so it's like all the content that's being served to me. But it's like this, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Z e l l i g e, Zalige maybe tile that's like sort of shiny sort of um glossy and square and moroccan and it's mm. like absolutely gorgeous and comes in all of these like incredible colors and all i want to do is like live in bathrooms and kitchens that use this tile that can be like you know i don't know 45 dollars a square foot <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> oh. i'm looking at it right now it's, yeah the okay and i'm
0: looking at the zia tile instagram it's so amazing and soothing. And like, I wish I could just like wash myself over and all of that.
1: Oh, wow. This is really pretty. You've just now made me aware of something that I didn't even know existed 20 seconds ago. It's,
0: I know. It's like, you. I didn't know that I had to have it until maybe like three weeks ago. And now it's like all oh, I think about.
1: I love I it. And also because from living in New York, especially in rentals, you just have the cheapest finishes possible. You have the cheapest yeah. paint colors possible. You, didn't, you don't even know that there's a world in which you could have something interesting on your walls. That's not just like beige and
0: crap. Um, and they have, they have these like X's and O or like crosses and O's kind of like pattern yep. too, that like is interlocking and gorgeous and just looks like so rich. Like, I just, like, oh yeah. Want it.
1: <laughs> this all looks so rich. I'm like, should I, I want to follow, but I'm like, I should not follow. Like I, there's, I rent, I'm not renovating. It. Like I should not do this, but this is all very pretty. Wow. It's there's gorgeous. There's tile brand called
0: like clay, like C-L-E clay uh-huh. tile. And that is luxurious as well. Wow. So, um, you know, I might just like order some samples to use as like coasters and call it a day
1: thousand percent you should why not that's a great idea
0: oh yeah. uh, maybe you could even like
1: I don't know there has to be a DIY project in here somewhere
0: right there really does there wow really does. this okay, is so pretty I well, know it's like mi- it's shocking
1: mine is you know Aki Doki, of course of um, course <laughs> restock tiktok and I have actually had to uh It sounds, it's not supposed to sound petty, but sometimes I have to unfollow people who do like really funny content.
0: Because you're jealous?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. Huh, I could have done that or like, I'm sad. I didn't do that. Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to name with us- with any names authors, but... at all. Cause it's not their fault. And there's nothing annoying about their content at all. There's nothing problematic about their content at all. I just, it comes from a place of jealousy, but, um, yeah, it is sometimes it just really gets me and I'm like, I can't do it. So I usually don't unfollow. I usually just mute. Um, but also anyone doing DIY content, actually, now that I say like you should do DIY, I, I try not to follow because I have not a DIY bone in my body and and watching like 60 second reels to music of people flipping furniture gives me the impression that I can do it. And I just I know that I know that's not I can't do that. Um, I totally so agree. I, I don't because I, like it. I can't, I don't have the patience. I think anybody could DIY, but I think it needs to be done with patience and I, um, have none. So I know myself, you know, I can't do it, but I've had to unfollow a lot of the, like, I made $500,000, like flipping like trash because I'm like, I want to make $500,000 flipping trash, but I can't, I can't do it. Can't do
0: it. I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs)
1: Jess Goodman, this was so fun to have you. I like that we spent a lot of time talking about products and our purchases. I'm going to try to bring that back into the show a little bit more. Um, and I appreciate you being my guinea pig for this. Uh, congratulations on the counselors coming out Tuesday, May 31st, wherever you buy books. Do you want to give a shout out? I know books are magic. Um, do you want to give a shout out to your favorite indie bookstore not in New York? There you oh, go. Oh,
0: yes totally um well first of all i just want to say the games rock highly recommend continuing (laughs) very fun um but some some great indie bookstores to patron patronize patronize um porter square books in cambridge is really amazing romans in la is a favorite as well um, and shout out to the little indie bookstore in my parents' home ta- hometown of Oyster Bay, New York, called Theodore's Books, named after Teddy Roosevelt. It's really nice. cute. So Very but, cute. And, I mean, get books get books wherever you can, um, you know, preferably bookshop.org or an indie bookstore. It always helps authors and the book industry, like, as Amazing. a whole. Amazing. It's a great place.
1: I can't wait for everybody to read it. I've read it. It is really good, just like your other two books. And, uh, you know, let's get off this this uh, call so you can keep going with your fourth. Chop, chop. We need, we need more. We need more. Um, congratulations on all your success. Obviously, um, wishing nothing but the best for your third book. But I do not think you need our well wishes. It is going to be wonderful. And I can't wait to see what is next
0: for you. Oh, you're the best. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I will
1: link to everything we talked about, everything we talked about, even the stuff we don't like uh, in the show notes. And um, we will catch you next week for another episode of g Thanks. You just listened to another episode of g Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the Gthanks Instagram at gthanksjustboughtitpod and the Gthanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245- 0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode g thanks is powered by subscribers like you to keep all of our g thanks content free and accessible to all consider making a monthly donation of two dollars to keep us going at patreon.com slash g thanks and friends